Beer of choice, I'm mainly a big fan of lagers, pale ales, but usually when I go to the bar, I be keeping it easy, get the Corona or Modelo. Big fan of uh, Young Dolph, Little Baby, uh, Moneybag Yo. Probably, I would say, my top three. And if I like to go into the Spanish side, I like Bad Bunny and Anuel. My go-to dish, that is a tough one because I love food. But there is one that stands out. I love birria tacos, pizza, and bacon cheeseburgers. I'm a fatty. I'd like to tell you something. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast. Yes, yes, the podcast you love to love is back with another episode. Um, man, we're setting off, we, you know, we set off uh, March. Uh, actually, no, we jumped in right before March. You heard the last episode. Um, and then the episode after that was, uh, we, it was a callback to the greatest sips, the volume three. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed all the, the stories, the early beer memories from several past guests. And, uh, and we're back with another guest, speaking of uh, guests altogether. Um, we're also back at Easty Brews, uh, home base for <laughs> Brews, Beats, and Easter podcast. Uh, shouts to Dan, Danielle, and the whole staff. And um, since we're since we're dropping this episode the Monday before St. Patrick's Day, uh, it's only right that uh, that I put you guys on to a little something. Um, Easty Brews is having their St. Patrick's Day event. So uh, the seventeenth of March. From 7 to 11 p.m. here at Yeasty Brews, it's their St. Patrick's Day Fest. I guess it's a fest. It could, consider, it could be considered a fest. They got, uh, they got three releases, three holiday beer releases um, that, that Dan is actively working on. Um, he, he told me so, so I believe him. Um, and they're also going to have $3 green beers while supplies last. So don't sleep on it. Pull up at 7. Come get them green beers because they're not going to last. Everybody's going to try to get one in before the, uh, the night is over. So $3 green beers while supplies last. If you miss out on $3 green beers, you got three other beers that they're going to be releasing. So you got options. Once again, Yeasty Brews is located at 3944 Northwest 19th Street in Lauder Hill. Y'all check them out on IG as well. It's at Yeasty Brews. It's all one word. Y-E-A-S-T-Y-B-R-E-W-S. Now, now we got the official business out of the way. This week's guest I'm excited to have. I met this brother at Yeasty Brews while while waiting on on BDI Tacos. We ended up <laughs> chopping it up a little bit, and I come to find out that you know this brother's a mixologist, the first ever on Brews Beats and Easter podcast. I haven't had a mixologist. I had people that drank, plenty of people that drank have been on this podcast, but never a mixologist. Yeah, man, he's also a brand ambassador. He's got a couple things going on, you know, with, in the works with some uh, with some liquors. And yeah, man, let's get into the mind of a mixologist. I got Dante from Let's Turn Up in the building. How's it going, man? I'm doing well. And yourself? I'm doing perfect. Bro, I appreciate you making the time and, and coming through, bro. Like I said, we chopped it up a little bit outside and you kind of put me on to a little, some, some history. And I was like, ah, we got to talk. So this yeah, is dope. Yeah. It sounds like we both got uh, similar things going on as in the, we're both trying to make moves, both trying to hustle, make money and just 
expand ideas and ways to exceed more than the average, you know, uh, work ethic and mm. mindset that the people usually go through. True. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so with that being said, I'm glad you brought that up to the to the forefront. Let's talk about what brought you into the mixology realm. And, and then, you know, uh, it, with that, creating the whole let's turn up page, like what, what motivated you to do that? And how did you get into mixology to begin with? So so basically it all started, I believe, back in 2014. Uh, my sister actually used to show me videos of Tipsy Bartender, a famous YouTuber that does a whole bunch of crazy wild drinks with mm -hmm. candies, fruits, um, etc. Um, you have to look him up. I'm pretty sure most of y'all have already heard of him. Um, but anyways, uh, he used to do a thing back in back in the day on Instagram where he would repost people's uh, cocktails on his on his page. Okay. And if you did a, if you had a nice post, a nice recipe, a nice photo of it, he'll repost you. You just got a hashtag Tipsy Bartender. I originally started to mimic some of his drinks, try out some of the recipes because his drinks look really delicious and <laughs> i just had to try some so i ended up you know making a few of the drinks uh and then i started posting some of them tagging them um just to show support eventually i i actually started getting better at them i started creating my own recipes because i started getting into the mind of of what goes with what okay uh densities with different liquors and a whole bunch of different attributes that can go into a cocktail and Got you. even to exceed um, others' expectations. He started noticing. He would repost me. A bunch of his followers started following me. <clears throat> as, a, as I keep making more drinks, uh, he would repost a lot of people. I, I, I've known a lot of people from back in the day that were actually good friends with him that also were mixologists, uh, like Callie Mixer, shout out to her, six, eight bartends. Uh, there was a lot more, but those were back like years ago. I can't mm. remember too many of the names now. Okay. I'm not so much close with them. Uh, but basically, uh, a whole bunch of his followers just started coming to my page. So I ended up turning my Instagram into a straight-up drink page. Got called you. it Let's Turn Up. I don't remember how I started the name, but it just <laughs> went. <laughs> it actually went. And uh, I know how off. you started. It was 2014, of course. Yeah, it's like, so. yeah. That was that was like a that was a key phrase from back then. It was it was making its round, whether oh, yeah. it was in the music I think, scene. I think that was it was trending. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, eventually, he reached out to me. Uh, got him on Facebook. Uh, phone number. We made some plans to meet up when I was going down to LA. Okay. Not just with him. I also met up with Cali Mixers another mixologist out there in L.A., and we just shot some videos, some crazy drinks. Nice. Uh, one of them was the Pineapple Explosion, which okay. is featured on his Facebook page. I believe he has maybe like $6 million on his Facebook page. All right. Um, another one was the, it was a cantaloupe bomb, I think. Hmm. It was a drink that was actually inside a cantaloupe, which I'm not really a big fan of cantaloupe, but the drink was absolutely perfect. Wow. The taste just was amazing. Um, and another famous one that went on his page was the Henny Berry. It was basically a drink with kiwi, blue raspberries, and Hennessy. Uh, Damn. And then uh, <laughs> he would actually start remaking some of my drinks and tag me in it. Or, like, if he would put on uh, on YouTube where he was making his drinks, I had this one drink that actually went pretty viral. It's okay. called the Tower of Death Shot. Um Basically, oh, damn. this sounds like it does uh, what a what a what a what a drink is supposed to do. Yeah, so he actually uh, remade it himself with the same recipe. Okay, uh, posted it. 
Uh, it's very complex to explain, but it's basically uh, in a, you have a glass, probably um, very similar to like a whiskey glass. Okay. And you have those two shot glasses, two shot glasses that are the long ones. Okay. In one shot glass, you'd have tequila and grenadine. Mm. In the other shot glass, you'd have orange juice. Okay. And in the actual cup, you'd have blue curacao and Sprite. And basically how it works is first the shot glass with the orange juice, you would flip the whiskey glass or your glass upside down and hover it over the orange juice shot, shot glass. glass. Okay. And tip it back over. So now you have an upside down shot glass inside the original glass. <laughs> and then you, oh, and then you put in the Sprite, the blue curacao, and then the finally the Red, uh, the grenadine and the tequila. So you almost got like a tequila sunrise happening, but then with the uh, the curacao. Exactly. And basically yeah. the way it goes is you first take the sh- first shot on top, the tequila okay. grenadine, and you then you lift up the shot that go- the shot glass that's upside down. Containing the orange juice. Yes, and it'll pour right into the Sprite and blue curacao, and then you got to chase it after the shot. Ah. And, <laughs> and I know it went viral because everybody was, I think it may have hit, Almost 300,000 uh, views on his YouTube page. Wow. And people actually started making it really? at the bars. So <laughs> one, of my, one of my best friends, his girl actually works at a restaurant bar. Okay. Back in Maryland, because that's where originally I'm from. Okay. And uh, around the time when that happened, they actually made that same cocktail for somebody. And I was like, whoa, hold up. I made that. <laughs> that looks familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I found out that um, it was trending um, in that restaurant and I've actually seen somebody post it and uh, tag me somewhere else wow. So I was like, oh snap, this is actually like going around. That's fresh but, uh, that is, how, Wait, so how, What what brought you to to make the decision that that would be something that you would be interested? Like I imagine there was people around that were did you came up with the idea who got to test it in other words That's what I'm like, the, did you test it out on people? You're like, yo, you got to try this shot, like the people closest to you? Well, see, usually when I was making my drinks, um, mm-hmm. I would have people that would be the experiment test, mm-hmm. uh, which usually would be my sister or some of my close friends. I would always invite friends over to gotcha. have some drinks. I'd make some drinks for the for the gram. Um, they can have it because if I drank all of it, I'd probably end up <laughs> drunk. <Yeah>. But <laughs> uh, eventually, so... Uh, as a bunch of uh, tipsy bartenders followers started um, giving me traffic and I started building the following, mm-hmm. I ended up getting a bunch of messages from uh, up and coming liquor companies. Okay. They're like, hey, I like your content. Uh, can we send you a bottle? And if you could make something with us, we'll gladly repost and tag you. And eventually I just started getting liquor bottles left and right. Wow. I nice. probably have received. Uh, products from over 50 different companies okay throughout the past like seven man. years that or man. seven eight years did you did, did you see that happening when you first embarked on this did you think that this that no. was something that was possible okay definitely not i didn't see i mean like if you think about it oh i was getting free liquor so back in maryland where i'm originally from mm-hmm. at my place i had at least 150 bottles on my shelf wow and Damn. people would be like oh, yo how are you have all this alcohol <laughs> yeah. and it's because all the liquor I had was strictly for content making, mm. drinks, recipes, and videos. I didn't really drink good to get drunk or anything like that. Gotcha. I just felt like it was kind of a waste because this was actually 
what was making less turn up what it is. Got you, got you. And plus, you had you know you had your your exper- the experimental group like your sis- your sister yeah. and everybody else, friends and family that came through. It's like yo, y'all drink this, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Check it out. When I, had, when I had cousins and even new friends, they always wanted to try. They're like, oh, my sister will bring her her best friends over, and they're like, oh, uh, they want to try your drinks, and it guys just became a thing. Nice, yeah. nice. What got you into mixology to begin with? Like, was it was it did you have an interest in it before you um, came across the Tipsy Bartender page? Not at all. Really? It literally okay. just came from him. He oh, wow. was okay. making all these. I found his videos and these drinks, like, amazing. Okay. And I was started making them. And because he originally had all these females with him uh, making the drinks. Yeah. And when I started doing the drinks throughout, like, once I hit, like, 50,000 followers and I was making all these cool drinks with good photos, nice recipes, um, I actually used to go out and party a lot, like college parties and go to okay. the bars. And I had a lot of female friends at the time, and they would always want to be like, oh, I want to try your drinks. I want to try your drinks. So <laughs> I always, like, bring them over. And, like, but at the time, I was still in my early 20s. I was still with my mom and pops. Ah, and so, so it was like, a little tough to navigate that. With- um, my parents didn't really care too much. But okay, okay. I just, you know, I kept it professional. I Got you. You know, get to know them yeah. and stuff like that. But eventually I flew out to L.A. Okay. Uh, more than once. Uh, but that's where originally it started, where I started doing uh, a new thing called Drinks with Influencers, where okay. I'll fly out to other states and do videos of concoctions of these drinks mm. with other influencers or content creators. Uh, and actually, it, it went very fine. It was my first time doing it. Uh, I wasn't too nervous about it, but it, there's that there's that feeling of... A little bit of nervousness, but a little bit of excitement along mm-hmm. with it because yeah. you're doing something that you like, but you've never done it before. Mm. So it, it was it was really fun. I've done videos with uh, Tipsy Bartender. Of course, we have a few videos. Uh, another, uh, she's a, a YouTuber and a singer. Okay. Her name is Madeline Monet. Okay. As well as another uh, model that actually moved out here to Miami about a year ago. Her name is Tatiana Kitana and so on. Nice. Now, I know we, we when you first started off, when we first started off, you mentioned just having a business acumen and maybe turning like a passion or a project into something that will benefit you, maybe bring some. Were you, did you always have that sense of like, I want to do something that will that I could kind of create my own lane, not create my own lane, but I could create my own revenue from that. It's not, you know, it's something that I like to do. Um, but at the same time, if, if, if I get some revenue from it, it it's welcomed. Uh, so at the time it was all for fun. Okay. Uh, the main reason, uh, for what I was doing and making all these exotic drinks, um, uh, that my main point was that I was trying to do a revolution where you don't have to go to the bar or the club to get drunk. Gotcha. You can go to the store, buy a couple ingredients, easy stuff. I will show um, people how to make it in some of the videos. I even put mm. in the description of what to do what ingredients you need, how much to pour. And I kind of envision something that people can make at home, something that's fun with friends. Yeah. And that's kind of where it originally started at. Okay. And so basically that's that's how it started. And eventually it grew more than that. Um, I did have a few uh, paid promotions um, through different liquor companies. Okay. As well as um, the Let's Turn Up, uh, they now Instagram has this... uh, real uh pay for real or something basically the reels your reels getting uh money okay you can Uh, monetize them exactly okay okay uh so that's the only way that 
Instagram is actually paying right now. Okay, but the reels. without that, I'm just talking about um, the other paid stuff is through like liquor companies and Got you. promotions. Damn. Okay. Dope. Oh, Dope. and I just actually started up uh, my own merch. It's called okay. Let's Turn Up. Uh, Let's Turn Up dot com. You can find a uh, apparel, shirts, tank tops. I actually got some sandals on there. Excellent. Uh, and I believe the you can get a discount code with Booze Ten for ten percent off. My peoples, you already heard it. You got a discount. It's code. actually on the website. I might be mistaken because I have changed it a few times. But if you go onto lessturnup.com, it'll be right at the top with the uh, discount code. Cool. And for those who've been following me long enough and listening to the episodes, you know I always drop a description of what the you know who the guest is and what the episode consists of. I'll throw I'll throw that in there with some instructions as to how to get to the page and, and locate that that promo code. Man, definitely. Um, yeah, man, that, that's a wonderful strategy. I know we we're talking about. Um, th- I think that would that's something that I imagine was like ideal for when COVID hit, where people were stuck at home. They didn't have the opportunity to go out to a place to have somebody mix drinks for them. Um, if they wanted to invest a little time and kind of create that that vibe within, you know, what do they call it? Your your personal bubble, your, your, your the family exactly. that you live with, and then you could whip up these drinks at home, and then it comes with the instructions. That's dope. And actually, uh, around the time when COVID happened, I actually started this. Um these ready-to-go drink beverages uh, where I was making at the home because at the time I was working with a, a liquor, uh, sorry, it was a distillery okay. down in North Carolina, and we were we were working as a partnership for a bit because okay. I was close to one of the people there. Yeah. Basically, they would send me um, a non-branded vodka that was distilled, okay. processed through the fermentation and all that mm-hmm. um, to me, and I would create like uh, a drink at the at the home. With the mm. labels, my sister actually created the labels. Shout out to her. Wow. And Damn, family always coming through. Yeah. <laughs> Shouts to sis. <laughs> we would put the, there's like these little sealants that you put on the bottle so no mm-hmm. air can come in or out. Okay. Seal it so it's air shut. And I was actually, had three flavors, kiwi lemonade, strawberry lemonade, and blue raspberry lemonade. I was selling that all over Maryland. Really? And it was actually popping uh, at the time. Um was actually doing good i had a bunch of regulars actually trying to hit me up okay and I was like you know what i need to get out of maryland not just because of that but maryland was a very uh boring state okay winter i hated the cold mm. and i wasn't really doing much in life like besides i was just working your average job but doing all this less turn up stuff on the side you know i'm trying to build that mm-hmm. and i just needed a change in my life and that's um when I decided, you know what, I'm getting out of Maryland, and I flew down here, what better place to go other than L.A., but Miami, yeah. to expand in the alcohol industry, because everybody here likes to it's, get lit. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. That's one thing that Miami heads do very well. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, excellent. Um, you hit them with the website. You gave them the details. They're going to find the details also on, uh, like I said, on the description notes. I'll put in uh, the website name, the promo code. You guys reach out. Get over to Let's Turn Up. Um, check out the apparel he's got there and, and keep an eye on what he's got coming down the line. Uh, there's still a lot more podcasts to get to. I got Dante from Let's Turn Up in the building. Y'all know what it is. It's Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. Bruce Beats and Easter Podcast, and we have reached the Bruce portion of the podcast. Uh, this is the part of the podcast where our guest, uh, I provide four beers for our guest to sample. Um, 
as he's sampling the beers, I'm going to run down a couple of stats. Where it's from, uh, the style of beer, the name of the beer, the ABV, and so on and so forth. And in between beers, we'll get an early beer memory. Maybe ask Dante the first time he tried a beer, what his thoughts were. Uh, we could uh, get into more more mixology talk, definitely. And then find out what he's drinking nowadays when it comes to beer. And before it's all said and done, by the time we get to the fourth beer, he would have tasted all four. And then we could ask him to run down his most favorite to his least favorite, one through four. And that would be a successful uh, brew segment on top of the fact that we're sipping the whole way through. So, um, so yeah, let, let's get into this. Uh, you ready, Dante? Oh, definitely. All right, cool. Um, well, this first one here, let me get you a glass going. There you go. Got the pour. Bam. Um, Already looking delicious. Okay. I haven't tried this one myself, so I'm going to definitely jump on this one. There's, uh, there's no sponsorship happening here, so it's you, you speak your mind, say what you feel. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, if it's if it's not your if it's not your style, just sit it aside. It's not it's fine. Nobody's gonna. I won't be completely honest. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> yeah, no. What's the uh, what's the name of this one? All right, so this one here is from Swamphead Brewing. It's their Belgian Pale Ale, five point seven percent ABV, and it's uh, brewed in Gainesville, Florida. So you ready to give this one a go? For sure. Let's do this. Cheers. Cheers, brother. That actually. It's pretty refreshing. It is, it is, <clears throat> and uh, it smells just like a. I feel like it had a little bit of taste of like a, um, like a wheat. It has a, a wheat bit. beer kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I noticed that. So I've had Belgian. Have you had Belgians before? I have. Okay, not a lot, but I. But you had, had enough for. Yeah, this one I like what they did with this one because it doesn't have the Belgian presence, if I, I can say that, throughout the whole. Like at the be- when you first initially drink it, you don't get that Belgian feel, but then right at the end, you're kind of like, oh yeah, it's a Belgian. It's like, like the aftertaste. I get yeah, you get the uh, the the peels and then the the, the floral part of a of a Belgian. Um, yeah, man, not a, not a bad way to start. I mean, in my opinion, this is definitely this is need good. another sip. Mm. <sighs> Cool, cool. Dante, you remember your um your earliest earliest beer memory? I remember uh, when I was a teenager. My father actually used to offer me a little bit just to try as I was getting older. Okay. Um, I believe it was probably some Bud Light that he was giving me. Okay. Uh, at the time, well, probably when I was like eighteen, nineteen, getting older, um, as I was starting to get into college, uh. I had beers, but I was never really a big fan. I was just drinking it because the females there were drinking it, and I was just trying to play along. And eventually, mm-hmm. I started drinking enough where I was like, you know what? I actually like this. <laughs> um, I think my the first three beers where I really started to engage myself with when I was in the college days were Bud Light, Budweiser, and Miller Lights. Okay, okay. But, um, <laughs> yeah. and, I mean, eventually after that, I just ended up loving uh, beer, but... Not, I'm a little picky sometimes when it comes to beers. My favorite types of beers are mainly lagers, uh, red ales, or pale ales. Uh, uh, there are a few uh, Hefeweizers, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Hefeweizers. Um, those, some of those are have tasted pretty good. But yeah, I'm not too much of a fan of IPAs. There have been some that 
stood out and had an interesting taste. And then there were some where it was just like, nah, I can't, <laughs> I can't do this. Same. I, my, yes, that's the same. And if you ask anybody that knows me or, or has been around me long enough at a brewery, they'll tell you the same thing where it's like, they'll be like, yo, what's wrong with this guy? He doesn't like IPAs. And I'm like, yo, I just don't. There's some that have kind of hit the mark where I'm like, okay, this, I could enjoy this. But for the most part, that happens very few and far between. The most part, I'm like, I don't see why y'all drink this. I don't get it. I yeah, don't get it. Uh, it's a very interesting taste and mm. not too fond of uh, like the super strong. I think there was one called like Double double Dog. Uh, that mm, I, I mean, I imagine there's probably. There's well, probably then again, I'm, t- I'm referring to some of the IPAs that I've had in Maryland. I'm okay. I'm pretty sure some of them are here. Are a lot of different, especially some brewing companies. But like I mentioned, that I do like lagers. Uh, I do like... Uh, Kona Brewing Company. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they have some solid beers. Yes, between the Golden Ale, the Longboard Lager, Longboard, and my favorite is the Big Wave. It's okay, just, it's it's the flavor is so good. I could just casually drink it like it's soda. Yeah, and that could be dangerous too. <laughs> oh yeah, well, not like I'm drinking it on the daily, but yeah, but no. Sometimes when I do get it, I enjoy it. True. Uh yeah, they put they put together a pretty good product, and um, the reason I I. I approve of that of that brand is because it kind of introduces your typical like you like you said someone like you who started off with you know Bud Lights Miller and whatnot. It there's some of the, their beers are very familiar in like just the the crispness and the body of them, but then they'll introduce like a craft beer taste. Like there's something it's not it's not gonna taste the same as a Bud Light. It'll it'll kind of sneak that in there. So I fuck with Kona. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Kona sponsor the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Please, yes. Hit up the DM. Let's turn up. We can do a collab. Hey, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I haven't done yet, an actual collaboration with a beer company. Hmm. Not that I remember, at least. Okay. Well, we got to make that happen. We got to make that happen. Let's uh, get into the uh, into the second beer. Oh, well, let's get it. Let's see what we got here. That one's a little active there. While we let that one sit. Pour some over here. Well, it looks like a new bartender just served that. Yeah, 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 yeah. More foam than actual beer. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was from opening it up, but you know what? Get the experienced bartender here. Yeah, this guy. This guy, Bruce Beeson, he can't (laughs) serve a damn beer for his life. Let's see. Give it. All right, here you go. Redemption. There we go. Ah, it's still. Yeah, I got a little activity there, but. It's all good. We'll make it work. Cool. Um, Making me need a straw for this. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to get through all the hedge. <laughs> so this one right here, um, it's from uh, Cerveceria Barbarian. It's out of Peru. It's their uh, Lima Pale Ale, and it clocks in at a 6.9. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 6.1% ABV. Hmm, interesting. Let's, oh, let's give this one. Peruvian beer. That's actually a new one. I haven't had that. Oh, you haven't had Peruvian beer? Gotta, next time we do a show, we got a... You got to get some Bolivian beer. I've actually never had that. I'm Bolivian. Oh, are so you? I'd okay, be okay. Interested to try something like that? Yo, if I can get my hands on some, I'm, I'm bringing you back in. <laughs> At least just a taste. Cheers. Cheers, homie. This is interesting. It's it's pretty pleasant. It has a very um, different taste. Uh, I'm not actually sure what to compare it to. I agree. I I'm thinking off the aroma alone, I got real like floral notes, like real like it, it smelled like 
hibiscus or something. <laughs> it like well, you can definitely taste it. It's a little stronger than the other than the other one. Yeah, we definitely <clears throat> gone up from the five point seven. That's a um, good thing. Higher percentage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They talk about let's turn up, right? Yep. <laughs> this one, this one to me has like a, a, a it's very reminiscent to a, a tea. Maybe that's maybe it's not floral. Maybe it's more herbal. What I'm talking about. When I <clears throat> when I take a sip of this, I kind of feel like I'm in Peru, and a beautiful Peruvian woman is giving me a a sample of her of this product, and I'm like, whoa. Yay. Okay. So yes. It kind of makes me feel like I'm more I'm in South America. Nice. I, that that's a great thing if they accomplish that in a bottle. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Yo, shouts to Barbarian. Cerveceria Artesanal. Barbarian. Bam. Mm-hmm. Nice. 6.9%? Uh, 6.1. It says 5.9. But the, five, this, yeah. yeah, but the stats I got is, it says 6.1. Maybe this was a, a lighter batch. Who knows? They, they lying. They, they, yeah, they, somebody lying. <laughs> somebody lying. They're trying to say, uh, they're trying to pretend like they're uh, not as strong so you can buy some more. Yes. I was just <laughs> thinking like, or get past like maybe government, you know, uh, guidelines. False, False advertisement. <laughs> False advertisement. Um. What was the first liquor we we talked? You know, we were talking a good amount of mixology, and, and you getting into just making drinks um, in the in the first section. What was the what was the the first liquor you tried that you're like, you're like oh, I could drink this. Honestly, probably uh, vodka. When I when I started going to college parties, everybody would just bring a bottle of vodka, and we're talking about like some cheap vodka. Um, a, uh, specifically like aristocrat i don't know if they have that here i haven't I seen haven't it out here one. but it's one of those like you get a one 175 liter for like ten dollars oh, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> and just have it with some drinks like uh with juice soda or whatever like a mixer okay and just down it and you know you won't even notice <laughs> unless you're taking the shot straight and you're like whoa <laughs> some yeah, this is harsh you yeah. feel it burning in your chest yeah. <laughs> But um, <laughs> that, that reminds me of going to, you know, back in the days when I used to pull up to like, you know, I took part in the nightlife in the sense of like club life or whatever. And it wasn't too often that I did it. But when I would go pull up to a spot, I'd be like, yeah, um, uh, you know, house specials, you know, drinks, you know, house uh, special drinks like they'll make you a drink, but it's a lot cheaper. But it's because it's like whenever you see the bartender duck down. To yeah. pick up the bottle, <laughs> like he's Aww. not picking it up from like from like eye level or above. If they reach under the bar to pick it up, you're like, oh damn, rail, <laughs> rail back. But here's the fun thing, bro, because I actually used to be a bartender like five years ago. Okay, um, I did bartending for about three years, I believe. Okay, and so I already know how it was like. And it was around the time when I was when I was uh, my first couple years of the uh, the less turn up and making a lot of drinks. So. Uh, when I was I was actually bartending in Washington D.C., uh, mm. I bartended at this club called Aura Lounge, and also bartended at Barcode. Okay. Um, and I was also a promoter for Ultra Bar for those that are from D.C. I already know that that was the spot. But when I was making the drinks, I we had a aristocrat as the rail vodka. Okay. And so surprisingly, because I already had some you had skills, experience with the- <laughs> yeah. So I would be making these drinks, and you know what's funny is I actually made some drinks and practiced like drinks, layers, and stuff while I was at work when it was slow. Okay. And my the manager, like the owner there, he he knew like what I, uh, the drinks and stuff, and he didn't really care, man. I kind of ran that club when he was like not there because 
me and uh, one of the assistant managers, we were mm-hmm. cool and we were tight. And we basically ran the whole place, man. I nice. walk in there by myself, open the whole club by myself. And then, like, wait till all the girls and all the other people come. Mm. And so, like, I was one of the, the owner's right-hand man. And when I was making nice. these drinks with the aristocrat, man, I was getting people lit. And Word. they weren't even known. They're like, oh, my God, this is so good. <laughs> and it's like, because I know the right amount to pour in there where you can taste the alcohol. Yeah. But you don't taste the harshness. You taste the flavor of, like, the juices with the all the flavors Got in you. there. You know, so. Got you. So that, I'm glad you bring up that point because it, it, the, the couple times I spent at a bar and uh, where they were selling mixed drinks, um, what's you, there was people, there was bartenders that I heard, that I heard say, and it could have been this, they just didn't want to make a mixed drink, but they're like, we don't, I don't understand why people mix drinks. Like, if you're here to drink something, you should drink it the way it was intended to be drank, like out the bottle, straight, neat, or whatever. And then there's people who are like, yeah, nah, I have to have a mix with the drink. Like, what's your take on that? Like, is, is it, is it, do you think that, that liquors or maybe certain liquors are supposed to be drank the way they're, like the way they come? Uh, so my belief is uh, that everybody has their own sense of taste. Okay. And I feel like the fact that you can mix drinks together. Um, so the thing about it is that at a bar or a restaurant bar, whether you get a cocktail, they're limited to the amount of uh, mixers and alcohols that they can have. Okay. Uh, for example, juices. When you go to a bar, you got... For juices or mixers, you got cranberry juice, orange juice, pineapple juice. Yeah, those are your three. Sprite, Coke, okay, club soda. You know, that's what, six, seven, anyways. Yeah. Um, now, there's a few restaurants that actually have a few more, like, mixers, um, okay. especially, like, cocktail lounges. And mm. um, Now, with what I do, you can use all kinds of uh, beverages and mixers. You got passion fruit juice, mango juice, uh, mm. and... So it, there's a very uh, wide variety. Okay. You have so many options when it comes to uh, making a cocktail because you can make one taste like passion fruit, one taste like mango pineapple. Mm. And it, I just like the fact that there's so much variety yeah. of taste that you can get from a drink rather than, uh, you know, just a straight shot of vodka or tequila. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing gotcha. wrong with that because, okay. you know, some people like that. Some people like Vodka on the rocks, whiskey on the rocks, and uh, I mean, I'll, I've even had whiskey on the rocks. Well, the only thing that I would actually drink on the rocks is uh, Blue Label or Black Label for Johnny gotcha. Walker. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, have a, some sip of that, but mm-hmm. usually I don't really take shots like that anymore, man. Although uh, one of my close friends named Bryn stays out in uh, Miami Beach. We're actually about to do a collab with Steel Reserve. Okay, shouts to Bryn, yeah, shouts to Bryn. Thanks for tuning in, Bryn. Man, every time I go out there, he, uh, his girl actually works at a story nightclub. Okay. And usually we get in for, uh, we get in VIP entrance, skip the line, nice. no pay. Uh, but the pregame, he'll be having a bottle of Casamigos ready. And I bring a, a 12 pack of Trulies. We crush literally, well, not all the Trulies, but we usually crush the bottle of Casamigos. Okay. Go to the club, get lit. Yes. And, uh, yo, oh it's called God. Let's Turn Up for a Reason. Yeah. Yo. And, yo. and here's the thing. Shout Sometimes I'm like, yo, Brian, you know, I'm going to take it easy. And he's like, nah, man, don't be no B. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, oh, dang, I have to drink. And uh, yeah. with that, with that being said, I'd like to, I'd like to take this moment to, to uh, promote a little bit of, of, uh, of, 
the podcast called Beer Pressure. <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of pressure when yeah. I go down to Miami Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, shouts to Beer Pressure, the podcast. If you're tuned into this, you might as well tune into that. Um, it's an audio bottle share. Shouts to Lewis, shouts to Michelle, the two other hosts on the show, along with myself. I just run the soundboard and bring the, the recording equipment. I am trivial when it comes to that podcast. But, <laughs> but yeah, shouts to them. Um, Beer Pressure, the podcast. It's an audio bottle share. Everybody brings a bottle to the table. And while we'll enjoy, we enjoy the beers, we'll just chop it up about whatever's going on, life, um, beer adventures and all that good stuff so y'all do yourselves a favor if you're already listening on spotify go over to beer pressure the podcast on spotify or on itunes or i don't even know if it's itunes i think it's like apple podcast wherever it's wherever it's at go ahead and give that a follow as well dante let's get into this third beer you ready the name of this one ah so this one it is how is it it's an old-fashioned inspired ale from uh, the Open Gate Brewery, which is, a, I guess, it's a sub, uh, sub. This is where it gets difficult. A subsidiary, subsidiary. What's the percentage on that? Get ready, bro. Get ready. The moment bro. I heard you say old-fashioned, I was like, oh wait. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it brings back memories. Hold oh, on a yeah. second. Let me pour this real quick, and then I'll, and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give you the uh, the rest of the details on this one. All right, let's take a whiff of this. Do that. Oh, my God. It literally smells like straight liquor. <laughs> okay, so. It literally tastes, I'm sorry, not taste. It literally smells like smells, old-fashioned. I haven't even checked. Okay, that's going to be exciting. So this one here is from uh, Guinness Open Gate Brewery and Barrel House. I guess it's got some association with Guinness. It's an old-fashioned inspired ale. It's an American strong ale. Oh, hell yes, it does. It smells like it. You are on point, Dante, with Whoa, this. Oh, he didn't even mention it has 10.8% alcohol. So I was going to get to that. He was going to have me drink that without knowing what I'm getting into. <laughs> <laughs> As you were sipping it, I was going to drop that 10.8 on you. <laughs> oh, I had to spoil it. But guess what? Even better. Let's cheers real quick. All right. um, I better not fall off my chair. Mm-mm. That makes for a horrible, horrible podcast. <laughs> on top of that. Guess where it's from? It's from Maryland. Hmm. I actually did not know that. I'm actually from Maryland, if y'all didn't get that in the first part. But, wow, you know what? This actually goes down pretty smooth. Yes, it does. Yes, I like what they did here. Although I am taking small sips, but. You got to. You got to. (laughs) I don't want to all hit at once. Word. I agree. No, that's actually very good. I am pleasantly surprised by that. Like you said, it does have, it does capture some of that old-fashioned aroma up front. Kind of a little bit of, um. The aftertaste, I, I did sense a little bit of citrus, I guess, from like the uh, like the orange peel garnish in there. Word, yes, yeah, which makes which brings it all together. Yeah, man, American Strong Ale, ten point eight percent out of Maryland. This is actually this could be dangerous because, yeah, it's very easy drinking. Oh yeah, it doesn't could, uh, it doesn't have that bite of uh, which even the old fashioned doesn't have a bite, but this is even mellower than an old fashioned. I could already imagine. I could imagine me going to the bar. Have two of those. I'm already walking like a zombie, and then my third one, I fall asleep at the bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Yo, we got something off the bright tank. Tell me, oh, we yeah. got something off the bright tank. We're, we're gonna we're gonna trade you. Yo, shout, shouts to Dan. Dan is in the building. Um, let's get let's get the claps in order. He brought us something fresh off the bright tank, and we traded him uh, 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 that old fashioned inspired strong ale. Rocking at a 
You ready for that? You ready for that? Yeah. Drinking, drinking. Okay. Damn. Uh, Dan approves. Dan approves. Yo, Dan, while, while we while we drink on this, let us know what we're getting into. All right. We've had this on draft once before, just one keg, so I went ahead and did a larger batch. It's our 8% Blondale, treated oh. with um, guava, marshmallow, and vanilla ice cream. That actually sounds Yeah, so delicious. it's going to be like a guava creamsicle. So I figure you... You do a lot of mixology and, said, uh, and stuff like that. So this is a brewer's version of mixology. Oh, I could already tell by the name yeah. of what you, uh, the we call flavors. It, yeah, we call it guava cream. What? <laughs> yeah. So I got a batch of this out in distribution around the state right now. It's the miniature version. So it's like four and a half, five percent. And that we call the guava flurry. Hmm, interesting. Yo. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I am. I'm. I'm excited. I yo, this one went pretty quick last time. You guys put this on tap. Like, I don't think I got a chance to try it. Yeah, I, I remember the name. People, I remember bumping into people here that they were like, "We came for the guava." Oh, that was the same time you guys had the um, the, the Queens boys with the chopped cheeses. People were pulling up solely for the guava cream, and it was like. Yo, it's it's gone. It's it's done. Yo, yo, Dante, let's give this one a go. Let's get it. Yo, and shout to Yeasty in the name of Yeasty. Wow! Stop. This tastes like I could definitely taste the guava, and then it it goes down like a like a cream soda, where the vanilla comes into effect with the orange too. The vanilla ice cream. Actually, yeah, the ice cream. Exactly. Yeah, the cre- yeah, but this is more tropical creamsicle because yeah, you're yeah, dealing yeah. with guava instead of just like an orange. This is like something you would give your girlfriend, and she would like love you for the rest of the night. Yes, yeah, you <laughs> could turn her into a beer drinker real quick. Well, that's see, and and, and Dan's been on the podcast before, and when I, we first sat down with Dan uh, Cinco de Mayo uh, a year ago, <laughs> that was yeah, that was wild. But the the one thing that Dan said off the rip was that. Between him and Danielle, they create beers for people who are not necessarily beer drinkers, but they're going to find what what will bring you into the beer side. So like you said, you described a young lady who pulls up and is like, I got a big, not a big fan of beers. There's going to be something here. Uh, seltzer. This one right here is ridiculous. Like Yeah, this, it doesn't uh, even taste cream. like beer. It just tastes like like orange ice cream. And, <laughs> wow. Mango, mango habanero weekend, right? Yes, the mango. Yeah, it's the seltzer. Twelve percent mango habanero pineapple seltzer. Dan, you killing it with it. You killing it with it, bro. I like, Yo, I like, the fuck I like what you're doing, creating these new flavors. Dope. I I heard That's, they call it Fort Liquordale. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been called. It's been called that. Oh, jeez. Damn. Let's get into this. Have you been to Mama? I have not been to Mama Hanks. Why don't you invite me, bro? <laughs> I've never been. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so we got to do it together then. They're always open. They're only open when we're open here. Ah, damn. Yeah. Yeah. It can't coincide. It can't coincide with it. No, I got you. I got you. Yo, Dante, we were throwing a screwball, a curveball, a pitcher, a slider, whatever. <laughs> we, but we got to get to this fourth and final beer. Yo, but shouts to I didn't even that. realize we we're on the fourth one. I thought we was only on the second. 
technically. <laughs> Wait, because we have these two right here. We had those two. Oh, the oh that one. And okay. then the old fashioned inspired that uh, that that Dan has become very comfortable with. Shit, and I still have some of it left here, bro. I feel like I'm about 8. to turn into a beerholic. I'm supposed <laughs> to be known as a alcohol enthusiast. That's a better term. That's a better term. <laughs> yes. And I feel like you're more of a we beer enthusiast. It, we call it Cicerones, that's what we're calling it now. Yes. <laughs> it's Italian for nose flavors. All right, let's get into this fourth and final beer. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it on the low end pour there because we, yeah, we're we're we're, we're, we're doing work here. Dante is doing work. This is a dessert type of beer, and it looks very scary but delicious at the same time. We're gonna find out. It's from Corporate Ladder. It's their dessert station. It's part of their dessert station series, and it is their cherry amaretti cookie. So I'm thinking amaretti, like amaretto. amaretto I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why I was like, I thought this would be right for this episode. And I kind of wanted to mention one thing. I don't know if you ever had um, amaretto uh, liqueur. Yes, yes. So I've always thought that it kind of tastes like cherry a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No, get ready because. Once you get the fragrance off of this, it's gonna it's gonna going? solidify what you just said. You ready? Are you gonna tell me the uh, percentage on this? Yeah, I might as well, right? <laughs> Should I? It's a six point five, but we're good. Oh, that's not that bad. <laughs> not that right. bad. It's not one of those sneakers. Mm -mm. So shout shouts Diana. She was uh she was on a West Coast trip and um she was so nice to to reach out. Oh no! Actually, I think I I think I reached out. I'm like, yo, are you are you, you're gonna be in that area? Are you stopping at Corporate Ladder? Because if you are, yes, bring me back. You know, so yes, yo, shouts to her, the homie, and she was so nice to bring this one back. A four pack of this. I brought one on the episode. This is I'm I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let Dante build on that one though. Right? Yeah, man. It's it's. Yeah, like yeah, there's people who will definitely like this is yeah, this is one of this is one of those like where people from across the like they'll do the they're willing to trade beer trades and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a big thing. Just like we would look at other places like in Austin, Texas or, you know, California where we can't we don't have it readily accessible to us some of these beers there's people on the other side that we have like the luxury of having yeasty brews we have the luxury of having um jay wakefield or whatever the names that are travel across the states like we have those luxuries because we're here but everybody else it's kind of like the um remember uh, the mcdonald's monopoly like where people be like yo we don't get any park yeah. places over here like you guys are gonna so you would with the internet that shit became a thing where people would go on a, 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 a like a chat and they would be from different places and it's like the, the the monopoly pieces that people would get most commonly let's say in Maryland or let's say in Chicago but we didn't see them here people would trade them I actually did not know that you didn't know that yeah what? yeah that was a thing, yeah, beer a big thing so beer trading is kind of in the same sense wow. yeah, yeah they trade beers bro they even make special boxes to put into like um, USPS boxes to send out, yeah. They wow. fit perfectly, like two, two four packs fit perfectly. Inside, yes. Oh, they slick with it. The yeah, no, definitely. They got the UPS, USPS game on lock with the shipping, <laughs> yo, for sure. Yeah. Dante, I what you think about this one? That. Yeah, man, but we're putting you on. No, nah, actually, you know, it actually has a very interesting taste. Mm. Um, it Visually, it looked kind of like a uh, like a stout. Mm. Uh, flavor wise I do taste a little bit of the cherry And it has a little bit of sweetness I, I feel like it has like a little sh a bit of a sugar cookie Or mm -hmm. okay. um, 
Yeah, it's a very interesting taste. I'm actually surprised. Uh, it's actually tastes better than uh, than I visually thought. Okay, that's wild. And there's another sip. Mm. Beautiful, yo Dante. It's about that time. We got to get the, the the one through four when it comes to these four beers in front of you. We already know the artist. We know we already know Yeezy's, uh Guava cream shit is fire. We're not even. Gonna, yeah, I think actually that one was probably the best one. <laughs> oh but damn! So we're gonna not, go one through five. Not even not not bashing the the other the other beers. Yes, but definitely the the creamsicle kind of threw me back because I actually haven't had one of those orange creamsicles in so long. Wow! So it kind of was throwback for me. Word. So the fact that they were able to capture that in that in that beer, uh, yo, I, <laughs> yo, uh, I'm kind of upset. I missed out the last time you poured this up, bro. But I'm glad that I'm here. Sampling it now So feel free If you want to throw that one Yes That's what I'm talking about Fucking Dan takes care of us over here Nice So yo fuck it Go ahead and include it Let's do top five Top five five favorite Most favorite to least favorite Hmm. All right. Give me one moment To take another sip Do your thing Do your thing So I would Whoa I would probably say The Swamp Head Brewery for b- b- <clears throat> the Belgian Pale Ale mm-hmm. was probably. It's mm, let me take a sip it's, of this one again, bro. It's got it's 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 stiff competition. Um, help yourself. I think there's some more in there if you want to go back and relive that one. I think the only one that's done with is the old fashioned joint. But so I think usually uh, based on my taste and what I like, mm-hmm. I'd probably say the Belgian Pale Ale is probably my favorite. Okay, out of the five, got you. Okay, okay, and I'll probably. Do the uh, the yeasty brews uh, the guava cream guava cream school mm, okay <clears throat> solid my third pick I'd probably have to go with the old fashioned from uh, Guinness the old yeah, fashioned inspired just because it it has that cocktail taste into it it, it, you it know? did so capture it feels it. like I'm actually drinking an old fashioned mm. and because I'm so into mixology I'm a big t- cocktail head so I will probably say that's number three okay the Next one would probably probably have to go with the cherry amaretti cookie, and then last the Lima Pale Ale, just because it has a very uh, the aftertaste has a very uh, strong taste, and I know some people like that. And for mm. me, I, I'm not so used to drinking strong beers, so that 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 taste has like an effect, um, mm. like an aftertaste. Okay, and it has hops in it, but it, it was still a good beer. I definitely, it's definitely a beer that I would drink. Yeah, but but in comparison like, to the other ones here, in comparison here, to the other ones, got I'd probably you. That'd be my least. Dope, excellent, my peoples. Dante, let's turn up. We I, we kind of turned up. Yeah, he gave us he gave us the one through four, or actually one through five, because because we, <laughs> we got thrown that uh we got lobbed that alley oop of the guava cream, and that shit came came in in the clutch. It, it's actually a very good beer, and and I'm not saying that just because we're recording it. This is actually a good. Yeah, beer. it actually is a good beer. Yo. Like if I have a. Next time I got a date and I come mm. here and try um, birria tacos from Jenny with the pot. Yo, shouts to Jenny with the pot and Kenny with the smash burgers. For yeah, sure. so I was actually on the phone with uh, Keith, which he's uh, one of the owners for Jenny yes. with the pot. Yeah, and apparently I was like, hey, so what's uh, what's this Kenny? Uh, Kenny with the smash. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> like, because I know they're doing the little smash burgers they just added to mm-hmm, the menu. They're basically mm-hmm. a taco business that mm-hmm. does local pop ups yeah. at different breweries and private events uh, from down up to Miami all the way up to Delray Beach and mm-hmm. 
It's I'm not even being biased, but it's one of the best birria tacos I've had down here. And I've been to a few different restaurant bars, because I, I mentioned earlier that I love birria tacos, and they definitely hit the spot. It's crunchy, flavorful. Yes. And it's just, you can't really describe it unless you taste it. Unless you got to. You got to. <laughs> Yo, for the, for my peoples who are tuned in and haven't done already, uh, make do yourself a favor and, and get out to one of the locations that Jenny with the Pot is is putting them birria tacos. I usually post it on my story every uh, Monday or Tuesday when they drop the schedule for the week. I'll always post it on my story so y'all can check it out. But if y'all want to do just do the right thing, just go ahead and follow at Jenny with the Pot on IG and um and you you keep up to date with where they're gonna be at and um yeah shouts to Jenny and Keith man those are my peoples yeah I, I, uh, yes. Yeah. I've gotten drunk with them. Well, I've gotten drunk with Keith. Nah, she, Jenny was around too. Oh, nah, I got around. drunk with Keith uh, once or twice or so. But uh, <laughs> man, uh, actually, this is actually not even released yet because uh, we were actually just talking about this uh, yesterday. So I actually didn't mention yet, but obviously I'm blessed to turn up and I'm in the alcohol industry. But I'm actually starting up a foodie page based Word. on uh, down here in South Florida. Don't don't give them, that's that's what we call a tease in the podcast. Don't give them any more. Let's talk. Let's wait to the eat segment, and then we're gonna <laughs> drop that gem on them. So, yeah, my peoples, y'all know what it is. It's Bruce Beast and Easter podcast. I got Dante from Let's Turn Up. We still here. Yep. What about the beats? The beats. Beats. The beats. The beats. 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 Bruce Beast and Easter podcast, and we have reached the beats portion. Dante from Let's Turn Up. That's IG, let's turn up, all one word, right, Dante? Yes, wow. let's turn up, no spaces. Yes, um, we've reached the uh, the beats portion. This is where we ask, where I get to know, where we get to know. This is where we t- we ask our guest about their their the the the, the music that moves them. Um, what's what's the, what's the music that they're tuned into that inspires them? Maybe while they're making drinks. Um, Dante was bartending in a spot, and I'm sure there was music bumping through the speakers uh, up in Maryland. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get to know about their their just their music taste in general, what they might find on what we might find on their play- playlist. Some of them beers are hitting because mm-hmm. I am mispronouncing. Oh, shit. I see it. Your <laughs> eyes are wobbling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God this is not a visual podcast. But um, yeah, man, what's on the playlist? Um, with some of the stuff that really moves them and um and yeah so on and so forth so so dante man what 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 can we find on your on your playlist as far as music so for me when i was growing up when i was in my early 20s i was a big fan of edm i used to listen to hardwell steve oki uh diplo uh nicky romero uh but i kind of Grew out of that a little bit, and now, I mean, I listen to rap, hip-hop, reggaeton, uh, a little bit of trap. Um, I don't have a favorite song, but I do have uh, some of the artists that I like to listen to, uh, such as uh, Moneybag Yo. Sorry, <laughs> Moneybag Yo. You already know the beers are hitting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Young Dolph, uh, Lil R. Baby. R.I.P. Yo, Young Dolph passed away, right? Uh yes. He yes, recently, yes, I think it was last year. It was last year, yeah, yeah. If I if I recall correctly, I do like some of uh Pop Smoke songs as well. Also, R.I.P. Yeah. Throwback. I like the beats and then, 
Uh, if we're talking about reggaeton, um, Anuel, okay, you know, Alpha, sometimes with his crazy music, gotcha. Bad Bunny, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm very optional with the music. I'm not too much of a music head, but music, I like to listen to it. But I don't do so much research on them. Got you, got you, got you. Um, it's uh going back to you serving drinks. It, there, there's a thing that I imagine uh, when you're in a uh, in a venue like that, where there's a you know the nightclub, um, drinks are being poured. Um, those two things go hand in hand. Oh yeah. It, so when you're in the club, uh, when I was bartending in the club, who's playing? Uh, EDM, rap mm-hmm. music, reggaeton, and when you make the drinks, you kind of feel like the vibration and the energy of the music, and you're mm. feeling the energy of the crowd, everybody dancing. I even had, uh, when I was working at the club, I even had women getting on the bar and dancing, and <laughs> man, I even, crazy story right here. So, <clears throat> I believe when I turned 23, when I was 23 years old, uh, my, the owner of the club let me throw a private party. Okay. Uh, it wasn't so much private because it was open to the public, but mm-hmm. I actually had like 20 friends over there at the club. Gotcha. Uh, like my close friends. And we got so drunk that we had some of the girls there. And I'm talking about girls that I don't even know. Just girls that just came out that night to the club. Okay. And they, are, they found out it was my birthday and that I worked there and they got all excited. But I wasn't working at the time. I was yeah. like out there enjoying myself. We had a VIP yeah. table. We had bottle service. <laughs> We got these girls to get on the bar, lay back, lay down on the bar. We started doing body shots, <laughs> Jose Yo. Cuervo, and then we also did uh, <laughs> Grey Goose shots. And man, they was trying to get me to lay down on it. I was like, nope, that's not happening. <laughs> I, already- I don't believe in that, man. Especially if it's your birthday, that's not how you celebrate. Exactly. Bro. And the girl got to get on there. <laughs> they were like, oh no, yeah, you're the birthday boy. And I'm like, nope. And what's crazy is actually. Uh, because of my mythology background, I actually had a bottle in the back that I had some of the girls pre-mixed. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was probably like some vodka with cranberry and orange juice or something. And mm-hmm. they just started like pouring in all of our mouths and it was just a crazy party. Wow. <laughs> Damn. That's how you bring in a 23rd, 23rd, your uh, 23rd birthday. That, yeah. Yeah. That, that's pretty official. Was that in Maryland? It was in Maryland. Washington, wow. D.C. Yeah. Yo, oh my God. I don't remember too much of that. Night, <laughs> you're not but. supposed to. Dante, you're not supposed to remember I, a lot of your birthday. I celebrated it like it was my 21st. Nice. Yes, yeah, sir. I, yo, cheers to that. Man, sure. Actually, man, actually, I miss uh, working at a nightclub. But it was fun. It was good times. Um, so the reason I actually stopped working uh, in the nightclub or bartending like in general mm-hmm. was mainly because I feel like you can't, and it's just, and this doesn't work for everybody. But I feel like sometimes you you can't do what you love as a job and as a hobby because mm. I I felt like I would get tired of it, and I really liked what I was doing. So I had to pick one or the other. It was either to keep bartending or keep going with this mixology. Let's turn up, and I chose the mixology. Gotcha. Let's turn up because that gotcha. was what was bringing me traffic more uh sponsorships ambassadors mm. and it's something that helped me grow as a person and see the a different aspect in life like you know this could actually get me somewhere i'm not trying to uh just work your average uh job and okay. i'm trying to start something and i always actually had this goal and i wouldn't so much say it's a goal but well kind of it's a goal but it's also a dream that i have like 
in the future, I actually want to start up my own liquor brand mm. in the future. And I've spoken to uh, some business owners, and I know it's a lot, a lot of money to invest into. Yeah. And I've actually spoken to uh, Ziami Distillery. Uh, we were in talks about uh, pricing and how much it would cost and options on uh, what I would have to do, what to invest into, flavors, design, labels, and so much that goes into it. It's I kind of wanted to get myself involved more into the alcohol aspect from previous uh, or current owners of liquor brands and okay. stuff like that so I can get a better knowledge of what to expect when I actually do end yeah. up doing it, if yeah. I do it. Uh, yeah. I, I have a lot of ideas of different things I want to do in the alcohol field. There's a lot of options, but that's definitely something that kind of interests me. Imagine just going to the bar and seeing somebody drinking, like, your can or hmm. your bottle yeah, yeah. and just be like, whoa, they're <laughs> drinking my beverage. Like, yeah. I made that. <laughs> I feel like that would be very, like, kind of feel like an accomplishment. Yeah. Or or even better, even better when, like, some of some of the rappers you mentioned, some of the mu- either the musicians, the artists that you mentioned, catching a bottle of, of your liquor in one of the videos, like... That would that would be some crazy shit, you know. If you yeah. Think about it, man. Like, and yo. speaking about uh, like music, uh, my business partner named uh, Official Carolina Hefe, one of my good friends and okay. longtime friends, probably since 2012. Um, I got him involved into the uh, Let's Turn Up. Uh, he mainly involved in the uh, marketing and stuff. Uh, he helps me out a lot with the business. Okay, and I, you know, I'm. Me and him being close friends, we talk about all kinds of stuff. We go to events, parties, and get involved with the whole, like, let's turn up drinks and stuff. He even, I even use him as a test subject when I make some drinks. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure he don't complain. Shouts to uh, Carolina Hefe for sure. And uh, <clears throat> I'm definitely going to bring him here on the podcast. Uh, he's also a big music head. He has his own record label. He's an artist. He nice. doesn't do too much of uh, writing music as of right now, but he does a lot of promotions for music artists. He has a lot of collabs. He has connections to Fabio nice. Four and a bunch of other artists. Um, and I, you know, I, I support him uh, all the way, and That's I'm gonna definitely bring him here one day. Okay. And, uh, Definitely, we could probably do like a trio podcast. Hey, okay, <laughs> that yeah, man yeah. just loves to talk. There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what podcasts so, are designed for. Yeah, and it's funny because he he, I know you would love to talk to him about music because that's all he talks about. Something because for me, music I like it, but for him, music is life for him. And Got you know, you. some uh, he's one of those that has he he knows how to talk to people. He's very talkative in like a good mm-hmm. sense and got you man i tell you uh, i'll be hearing him talking about music all 24 7 i'm like whoa hold on bro i don't even know who that is i don't know what you're talking about and he's like yeah man i just met this guy yo this guy just wants to do a collab and i'm like wait hold up hold up I don't know. <laughs> yeah. tell me who these guys are Give me some background story yeah because i'm not too much into the music industry so it's it's yeah. kind of i guess it's kind of it would be similar to me like tell them all about this alcohol stuff because like i have so much knowledge with alcohol and yeah. liquor companies and all that and you know like he knows like some alcohol stuff but like i'm the brains with the alcohol and it's got like, you yeah, i'm yeah. putting him on you know, no that's so. dope because everybody brings something to the table so that's excellent when you got somebody who's who you know who you really that tight with and can bring that to the table and put you on to stuff. And then you you also have something to offer. It's like vice versa. You, you get to put him onto the drink, the drink worlds and, and, and just the mixology thing. So that that's pretty dope. 
I'm, you, are you a concert person? Do you have you seen people perform? I mean, we all everybody go out and catch a show or something. I mean, yeah. So back when I was doing, um, when I was more into like the EDM, I used to go out to raves. Okay, I've been to a couple of festivals, nice uh, EDM festivals. Uh, but those are the only times I was actually there to see like artists uh, performing and DJs, and uh, I don't. Was there a particular one that kind of like yo like like from front to back the performance was just so dope like mind blowing? Yo. You know, I actually got a crazy story. So I uh, I don't remember how long ago this was. Probably, uh, it was probably back in like 2016, 20 or 2015, 2016. I okay. went to uh, my favorite EDM artist at the time was Hardwell. Okay, I went with my my girlfriend at the time. Went to go watch him perform for the first time. And mind you, uh, he was my favorite artist at the time. So I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And I think one of one of our friends that came with it, it was a few of our friends, they brought some acid. Oh. oh, And I was like, oh, it's my first time. But apparently I didn't realize that you're not supposed to do that when for the first time at a concert or a rave and it's kind of something somebody should have like, told you the rules. Like, like, man, nobody told me anything. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is probably like Molly because I, I did, I've done that at mm-hmm. one point in the past, and uh, that was more like a raving thing. So mm-hmm. when I tried this, I tried it for my first time, and man, I had horrible effects. Man, it, it didn't affect me like visually, like it's supposed to, mm-hmm. but it affected me like. <clears throat> well, when I first had it, I had a beer afterwards. Man, I couldn't drink the beer. I just felt like. I didn't feel like drinking, so I lost yeah. my appetite in drinking. I got super dehydrated. I need water. No, and then the next thing you know, I'm damn. like, oh, I need a – now I'm hungry as hell, and uh, uh, I need some food. It took you through, like, a bunch of chambers. like Exactly. Uh, so I couldn't even finish my Bud Light that I got at, <laughs> at the – it was a place called Echo Stage. It's like a big club where these DJs and rappers go perform. Uh my girl was also like tripping on it, <laughs> and it was who's funny the responsible one here? Our friends, and they vanished. <laughs> yeah, of course. And actually, I was actually friends with one of the promoters. He actually brought us on stage, like on for VIP section. Really? And we they had a couch, man. I lay back on that couch. My body was feeling so <laughs> weak. I was no. like, yeah, I'm not handling it. No. My girl's right there trying to cheer me. She was tripping like hard, but in a good way. She was yeah. enjoying it. And was getting like, all the benefits from it, and exactly. you just was there like, yo, I what was, am I doing? But here's the thing. Uh, physically, I wasn't feeling good, but mentally, I was like, man, I'm here to see my favorite. Uh, oh, so you DJ. still had that in mind. Like, yo, I'm yeah. here to see Hardwell. I'm not letting this, this trip, you know, wow. like ruin this, man. That's wild. That's and wild. I still had fun. I was like, dad, I was fighting it kind of. I was like fighting for yeah. my life. I was like, no, nah, I'm not having a bad time. I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. And uh <laughs> and it was one of those nights. Oh, here's the funny part. So she was tripping my girl was tripping so hard. She would come she we were together the entire time. Mm-hmm. But like she was tripping so hard that she would be like, What tell me what your name is? And I'm like, I'm Dante. What do you mean? And she's <laughs> no. like, I okay, I thought so. I just needed to make sure. And oh. and she was like, and my friend comes up, his name was uh Rashif, and she's like what is your name? And he's like, Rashif. And she had to like, she I, I, was doing like a, like a check. Like it's kind of like when the, when the boxer gets sat down for like that third time, like the standing eight count. And it's like, where are you? Who's our president? Like just to make sure that yeah. they're still here. She, she was tripping so hard. I feel like her, her eyes just went crossfaded or something. Oh. She was just trying to make sure that 
she was with the right people. The right people. And I was like, oh, that could be. Wow. And here's the fun, another funny thing. I had another friend in the, another friend of mine named Kevin, and he was also on, tripping on that. And at the end of Hardwell, after his last song, mm-hmm. he left, and somebody else came afterwards, mm-hmm. a different okay. DJ. And this, this other DJ started playing this other, like, it was more like EDM with a little bit of dubstep. Okay. Like hardcore dub, dubstep, I would say. And for some reason, I guess my friend was not feeling that type of music. He was telling me, my friend is like a big dude. Like, yeah, yeah. He kept coming up to me and was like, yo, I'm not liking this. This is like some demonic music, man. I'm, I'm trying to leave. And I'm like, bro, Shit. what? And, and, and like, it was fl- the lights were flashing red yeah. and stuff uh, like that. And I'm like, oh, I could kind of see why you say demonic. And the music uh, was like, okay. it was different. And I was like, yeah, he is tripping real heavy. <laughs> he was getting scared. The whole, my really? boy was grabbing my shoulder and was like, bro, let's leave, man. This is kind of scary. He was concerned for his oh, well-being. Yeah. He thought he was like in hell or something. Oh, I'm like, oh, that's my wild. God. That is wild. Yo, yo, Dante, man. Uh, we were <laughs> those are crazy stories. I'm glad you brought those to the table. Shouts to everybody he mentioned. <laughs> yeah, careful when you do drugs. Actually, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Yes, yeah. I believe I and I agree. Uh, my peoples, that was the beat segment. We got one more segment to go. I still got Dante. Let's turn up in the building. Y'all know what it is. It's Bruce Beats and he's the podcast. Bruce Beats and Easter podcast, and uh, we have reached the eats portion of the podcast. I still got Dante from Let's Turn Up with me, and um, yeah, this 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 segment of the podcast, we're just gonna get into Don Dante's uh, food taste. Um, you know, the food that he can't live without. Um, maybe we could talk Maryland. Recently, I had a conversation about seafood in Maryland. Maybe we could talk about food in Maryland, and if you get down, and what places you would recommend, and then eventually we'll talk about like. Maybe what you grew up eating, you know what I'm saying? The, the places you found while here in South Florida, you found like they they provided something that you were that you were really moved by. I know we we shouted out Jenny uh, Jenny with the pot, but we can get into more food discussion um, as as it goes. But um, what was like growing up? What was the food that you like that was just like the house staple? All right, so <clears throat> growing up, uh, my mother used to make all kinds of food. Um, so I'm part Italian. Uh, so my mother actually, my mom's not Italian. My, that comes from my father's side. But my mom always used to make Italian food, like pasta. Okay. And I grew up eating pasta all the time. Um, Alfredo pasta. or Like, mm. she even had these, like, crazy signature recipes that she made. So I wish she, I wish I knew the recipes <laughs> so I could make them myself. Yeah. But um, even, like, breakfast, I had this thing called a... Well, actually, I don't even have a name, but it was basically like hot dogs chopped up with like eggs for breakfast. Yeah, that yeah, that goes a long way. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, yes, I agree. I agree. But, <laughs> that um, was good. So in Maryland, there was a there was a few like uh, food trucks, like birria tacos that I kind of enjoyed. Okay, I did mention birria tacos is actually one of my favorite. Was that one of your first BDI experiences? It was in Maryland. That was actually my first birria taco nice. I ever had. Okay. Those were actually really good. I wish I could have them again. Um, for food in general, uh, I'm pretty I'm Hispanic and Italian, but I eat like an American. I I like burgers, mm. Philly cheesesteak, French fries, pizza, nice. fried chicken, you know. So I keep it pretty basic in the American style. Um, <clears throat> now, food so much as in standing out. 
I don't really remember too much uh, until I moved out here. When I moved out here, I started getting more into food. So I'm trying to start up a, uh, well, actually, I did start up a TikTok page uh, that features me going to different restaurant bars and lounges out here uh, in South Florida. What's that called? uh, So I'm originally doing videos on two separate uh, TikToks. Okay. My main one, which is the Let's Turn uh, on TikTok, it's actually official Let's Turn Up. Okay. Okay. And my other TikTok that I just started up is called My Foodie Adventures. Nice. Okay. And so basically, I'm going out to different restaurant bars and lounges, trying cocktails, food, brunch. Um, and because I love to eat, I like to have drinks. I want to give some exposure to these uh, restaurant bars. So other people that just moved out here or are here for vacation or they already live here can try out these new spots. And mm. a lot of people wonder, like, oh, wait, but people that live here in Florida, they've already had these places. Or have likely. they? But here's the thing. Even when I'm at work and I, ha- <clears throat> and I go out to grab some food, I have a coworker say, hey, man, where is that from? That looks good. Where is that? And I tell them the name, and they're like, whoa, I've never had that. And I'm like, yeah, bro, bro. You, you live here. How do you yeah. mean you never had that? Yeah. <laughs> so I get I get a lot of that, and I actually get a lot of that in Maryland, too. Yeah. People, I would always bring, like, some crazy food, and they're like, yo, where did you get this? And Because I actually Google, and I ventured through different spots, and people just eat basic stuff. McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, Chipotle. There's a whole other week. world out there. And it's like, bro, there's so many different restaurants and uh stuff that you can try and so basically right now i'm uh doing um some foodies not really reviews that's not really what i'm doing i'm just just like creating like an exposure for exactly more exposure for places uh for food and drinks is everybody's gonna have their own review yeah of course try their food so i don't want to give my own review because i feel like I feel like a lot of the food review pages nowadays is, oh, people are trying to just give good reviews to give everybody. But a lot of those reviews could be false and just paid promos. And I actually don't want to give reviews. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just want to give exposure to different foodie spots because everybody can try something different, whether you like it or not. Your experience and trying that new spot is what really matters. Yeah, no, that that's a. I think that's an excellent way to tackle that because, again, like you said, it's like everybody's very quick to give the opinion about a location. Some people just don't want just want to find out about a location. Like the fact that you're putting them on, like I went, I I I went through the trouble of, like you said, you went through the trouble of googling and, and finding out this spot, and then you kind of did the the footwork for those who who might not want to take the chance or they might take the chance or might be looking for those places that they didn't realize that your coworker didn't realize that existed. So that, yeah, that's dope. And let them make their own, come to their own assumption or what it is, you know, make their own decision as to how they felt about it. Cause a lot of times, um, that could, that could, uh, you don't want to taint like the pool. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to taint the, the person's opinion. Um, let them decide if it's good and um, for the most part people who do that they'll go on there and they'll talk oh yeah you know this is really good or this was okay and but everybody's like just like you said earlier in the podcast that when it comes to drinks some people are some people strictly believe that you should just enjoy a drink the way it was intended like you know on some old like just straight on the rocks or whatever and then there's people who are looking for something that that kind of opens up their their palate and it comes from a creative space like you said with all the different um 
the different mixers you could throw in. The same applies with food. It's like what you might like, somebody else might not. So it's interesting that you're you're presenting it in that way, and I, I commend you for that because it's like I'm just gonna tell you about the spot. You come to your own conclusion as to what you thought of it, but th- I'm gonna just let you know that this is here. And yeah. at the same time, it's dope that you're you're doing that um, while you're learning the South Florida scene. Like exactly. it's kind of a way you're you're gonna do it anyway. You're gonna you're gonna go out and venture. You know what I'm saying? The South Florida scene, getting to know it, might as well record it and put people on. That's dope, bro. Yo, exactly. to you. And the fact I just moved out here about a year and a half ago, okay, uh, up from Maryland, and you did mention earlier about oh, how's the seafood there and crabs, and because that's what they're known for. I personally do not eat any seafood. Uh, I stopped eating seafood probably ten years ago. Okay, um, I'm just a non-pescatarian, uh, no type of seafood, uh, but. Uh, from everybody and people that have actually, you know, what's funny is actually since I've been here in South Florida, there's been so many people that have actually been in Maryland that have lived in Maryland really? and experienced you, you the find food and the life down there. Okay. And, you know, cause Maryland's probably one of the smallest States that there is in the United States. <laughs> but, um, yeah, everybody always that tells me they've been there, they've lived there. They're all like, Oh, the food the seafood is amazing. The crabs are like one of the best, um, so it's not from, I'm not hyping it up, but I'm just telling what other people's opinions okay. are because I okay. don't eat seafood, yeah. but yeah, apparently it's very well known for their seafood. If you like crabs, shrimp, lobsters, I mean, it's definitely a place to go. And they're also, Maryland's actually also known for their famous seasoning called adobe. Adobe. Uh, it's spelled A-D-O-B-E. Kind of like the, uh, the software. <laughs> like the uh, yeah, the, it's very yeah. similar. Okay, so it's a very delicious seasoning. That's hmm, that's interesting in it, because <laughs> we have as Latins we have adobo. Yeah. So adobe, that's interesting. I'm gonna have to look that one up to see what separates adobo from adobe. Yeah. Okay. So. Shit. And if I ever find myself in Maryland I, again, the reason I even bring up the seafood in Maryland is because I've had people in the past tell me it's like, yo, if you ever eat crab cakes in Maryland. Anywhere else you go, it's not going to be the same. It's not It's not going to live up to that. And then I've had people tell me, like, eh, it's okay. It all depends on the, the style of preparation where they, they might just add too much breading or not enough crab or vice versa. Um, so that could play into it, too. But, um, no, definitely, if I ever find myself in Maryland or Ocean City, I'm just I'm going to have to try it for the and sake of it. Bro. Ocean City, uh, I don't know if you have you, since you mentioned it, have you ever been to Ocean City? No, no, it, I have not, but I've known it through, like, family. All right, so there is one place that I want to put on for people that are, if you're ever in Ocean City, Maryland, either for vacation, visiting family, or mm-hmm. whatever the case is. Yeah. There is a place that I definitely recommend that you cannot pass up when you're in there. Uh, it's a place called Secrets. It's a okay. j- it's Jamaican uh, theme. It's on the beach, it's right? Got actually, live music. It's actually on... So the whole strip is the, is the beach, but okay. it's, it's actually on the bay side. Oh, so, oh okay, okay, okay. what stands out, it's, it is enormous. It's... It's like it's a cl- it's multiple clubs, it's a distillery, it's a restaurant, and it's all right there. It's like a tiki bar right there in the water. They mm. actually have tables in the water where you nice. can walk into the water, okay, and sit down at these tables, 
uh, they're actually you're not allowed to have food there, but you're allowed to have cocktails. You have cocktail waitresses come to you about in the water. Nice. And uh, it's it's a very different feeling. I actually haven't seen a place that's like that here in Florida. Okay. But I think it's kind of similar to um, I think they have like sandbars in Miami Beach. That yeah. I think Throughout. it's kind of similar. Yeah. But it's just. It's a giant uh, venue that has probably, it's got an indoor nightclub, an outdoor nightclub, a concert, an outdoor concert uh, room. Okay. Uh, they probably have like maybe 10 different bar locations inside throughout the entire wow. thing. They have a uh, little restaurants in there and the restaurants like actually outdoor it's right there on the sand mm-hmm. they have these nice table palm trees it makes you literally feel like you're in jamaica nice um we used to me and my friends used to go there all the time get drunk during the day and then party there during the night the lines would get massive sometimes they would be full and booked you can't even get in but it's <laughs> such a giant venue and there's like it could probably fit like over a thousand people inside. Wow, it's a very big venue. I definitely recommend checking it out. It's called Secrets. Yeah, in bro, Ocean I got City, Maryland. I gotta make it back up there. I've had family who's been out there, and then like I've seen them post videos of it. That's why when you said it, I was like, oh, I've heard of that before, and I've seen footage from that. That, but I didn't know the extent of it. Like you broke it down, where you mentioned that you know being able to you know drink out on the water. And then just the the multiple areas for you to be able to party and, and get your drink on, that's yeah. dope. I know how to get out there. It's actually the number one spot in Ocean City, Maryland. Nice. Uh, there are a few other tiki bars that are similar to have restaurants, like the restaurants um, on the sand, uh, but that's the only one that's uh, it's actually in the water. And they even have in the on the water once you pass the uh, tables. The cocktail tables where mm-hmm. you can sit down and have a cocktail on, in the water itself. They have these little uh, water beds that you can lay on and put, have little cup holders what? for your drinks. Oh, that's wild. And uh, yeah, it's pretty nice. That's uh, fresh. Definitely a different field. Nice, nice. Um, what, A spot here in South Florida that, that you found, that you stumbled across and introduced you to something that you never had in Maryland before. Uh... I definitely say one that stood out was probably a restaurant bar called Shooters. Okay, okay, uh, familiar with right, that. One. Uh, right on the bay in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yeah, off of Oakland Park on the south side of Oakland Park, uh, just after the Intracoastal. Yes, as you're making way out to your to A one A, I think it is. Yeah, I'm not too. Familiar with the area because I'm still in you know, I don't still really know these streets, but <laughs> that place, they, I think they had a. Uh, I was there for brunch one day, and they had this like thirty-five dollar all-you-can-eat buffet. And what mm. what I like about it that you can't really get it is the fact that it's right there on the bay, so they have tables indoors and outdoors, and you're right there by the water. It's a very nice feeling when you want to sit outside in the sun by the by the water. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Some nice enjoy drinks, some food uh, with food. friends, family, etc. And was this in the Broward area or the or the Dade area? This one was uh Broward. Broward. I wonder if you're talking about um Aruba Beach Cafe. No, I've no. uh off of I've, uh, I've, 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 Lauderdale I've, by the sea. I've heard no? of that. No, this one's in Fort Lauderdale. This is in Fort Lauderdale. I think it's uh 
I'm not 100 percent sure. What it's it. all right, bro. They didn't they didn't <laughs> cut the check for the sponsorship, so we they ain't can, even gonna mention they, it. They can Google it. <laughs> yeah, it's literally go. called Shooters. That's it. Oh wait, no, you still talking about Shooters, but the Shooters also has the um the area where you can kind of go out. Like, well, uh, yeah, they have an outdoor patio. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, on the oh. north side is, uh, is on the north side of Shooters is uh, Bow Campers. Lauderdale by the Sea. I actually have not yet been to that area. Okay. But I have heard of that spot. Dope spot. Dope spot, man. And, Ruba uh, Beach Cafe. I actually love going to Las Olas and Fort Lauderdale. And okay. It's basically the downtown strip of Fort Lauderdale. Uh, for those of you that don't know, if y'all coming here on vacation, I definitely recommend checking out a few spots. Uh one of my favorite places to go is called YOLO Lounge. Been there. Dope place. Man, they have one of the best brunch menus. Usually when I go there, they have this burger, and it's called a hangover burger. It's mm. basically a brunch burger with a fried egg, mm-hmm. bacon, the patty. They got the hash brown in that one, too? Uh, No. Okay, because there's, there's some spots that throw a hash brown but in the it. The quality but of the burger itself is very delicious. Nice. It's, the the meat I usually get my medium well okay and it just it's so juicy all the juice comes out um, it's a good size they also have bottomless mimosas I always be getting that and <laughs> you, they actually give you the bottle you can self pour yourself so there usually go. what I do is I pour the mimosa to the top I sorry the uh, I pour the champagne to the top. top and then put like a little splash of OJ just to add some color to it yeah <laughs> like, oh my God, leave it my to God. the mixologist to do it yeah. uh, Dante what is there a food, um, whether it's just an item, an ingredient, or just a dish altogether that, that you just really can't fuck with? Like, is there something that you're like, yo, if I never ate that again, I'd be good? Hmm. Not off the top of my head. I mean, okay. I so you like you like a little bit of everything, which is great. That well, we all... foods that I don't eat, I don't eat. Uh... Well, besides, the, I know you mentioned fish. You're like you're seafood. You you stay away from that. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of broccoli unless it's coming from an Asian restaurant. Uh, I don't need <laughs> I don't need cabbage or okay. cauliflower, um, olives. I hate really. Okay. Uh, okay. Now we're talking about like dressings or some or sauces. Uh, I don't like mustard. No. Nah, okay. Or, or honey mustard. I actually don't really like honey too much myself either. Got you. Um, Got you. My main sauces is basically. Uh, Usually, I like the secret sauce that's very similar to, like, the Big Mac sauce or these secret sauces that they be putting on these burgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, ketchup, buffalo sauce. And it's funny because I love chicken wings. And the only kinds of wings I ever get is buffalo wings. Buffalo wings. You don't experiment with all the teriyaki, the the, the Thai uh, spice, the Thai chili, the lemon pepper. Barbecue wings, teriyaki, none of that. None no, of that. It's just pepper. buffalo. Yeah, just buffalo, man. Uh, like, barbecue, I feel like, for me, barbecue, I like it on ribs mm-hmm. and pork. Mm-hmm. And but just having it on on wings, it doesn't taste right. Okay, yeah, it's you. different for me at least. <laughs> but just straight buffalo, buffalo sauce. Word, word, <laughs> word. Are you a desserts person at all? Is there a particular dessert that really like calls your attention? Honestly, no. no? I'm not really too much of a dessert person. I don't eat okay. sweets like that. Yeah. I don't eat cookies or donuts or cake. Okay. Uh, unless I'm hungry and I need to eat something, but it's <laughs> it's too sugary that it makes me dehydrated. So I need like some to drink it. Got if you. I eat it. Yeah. Not that I don't like it. It's just too sweet for me. Got you. Yeah, yeah. You you and then you, you reserve those calories for something else, like a, a nice mixed drink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that as well. I, I could have a sweet drink. Well, it depends because I feel like I feel like some sweet drinks. So this is kind of something that happens on only a few occasions but if i have a sweet drink that has like 
pineapple or orange juice. For some reason, it tends to make my stomach feel a little weird. Ah, okay. And it's happening. A, a it's like me and occasions. coconut water. I like I've done coconut water with like, like Hennessy, mm-hmm. and um and yeah, man, it's definitely one of those things that tastes great, but it just like I, you know what? I suffer afterwards. Something weird that uh, I actually don't really. I was never too fond of coconut, like the actual fruit. Okay. Or coconut related stuff. Yeah. But I love coconut rum. Okay. It's one of my favorites uh, to drink or have nice. it with a in a cocktail or so. Nice. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's because of the artificial taste of it. Uh, same with um, like melon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, melon liqueur. Okay. Uh, actually, stand tastes a lot better than the actual fruit. The so. actual fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm getting my fruits in by drinking this liqueur that has a flavor of the fruit. Yeah, somebody <laughs> they be throwing that uh, some good flavor. The flavor, oh, just like banana. I don't know if you ever had banana liqueur in a yeah. cocktail. Yeah, yeah, I have. So I have. bananas, bananas are all right. I can eat it, but, but the liqueur is something else. But the banana liqueur like just gives that. Get that extra uh, tropical taste. Nice, and that's definitely. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot about like the artificial in these in these uh, liquor brands actually stand out and actually Got taste you. better than the actual fruits. But that's not because of the hatred on the food. That's just my personal Got you. preference. Bro, you said you said it. You already said it, man. Tropical. Welcome to South Florida. This is what you do when you come down here. Is you gotta partake in the tropical. Anything tropical. Yes, definitely. And because, yeah, I came down here for a better, uh, I came down to Miami for a, well, I actually stayed in Fort Lauderdale, but I came out here for a better life, better experience. Mm-hmm. I was living a boring, plain life, too comfortable for my own good. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't, I didn't want to live the rest of my life in Maryland, so, you know, I took a stand. I made a change in my life, you know. I told, um, I was decided, you know, I actually would love to live in L.A. or in Florida, and I decided to come move down to Florida. Uh, at the time, L.A. was actually more expensive to live in, and now I feel like Miami is more expensive. It's about equal, mm-hmm. but I definitely don't regret the move out here. I feel like people need to bring themselves more to more exposure, take risks, take chances. A lot of people are too comfortable living the life that they live, and if there's something that they want to do in life, they got to chase and go do it. Um because you obviously this sounds cliche about the whole YOLO stuff, but honestly, you only do live once, and you don't want to live ten years from now saying, "Oh, I could have, would have, or should have." Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm glad I, I made the move. I actually had a lot of people tell me that I won't do this, I can't do that, and you know what? I proved them all wrong. I came down here, started my own business. I have uh, my Let's Turn It Up brand. I got my drop shipping Facebook business that I'm doing. I have a few other side hustles. I even tried multiple other businesses. I tried doing Amazon FBA. Didn't work out. I tried doing a business on Fiverr. Didn't work out. I tried doing a business on Etsy. It didn't work out. But at the end of the day, I tried all these different uh, methods of to try to build some income, another source of income. And, you know, some things don't work out. And it's the fact that I went ahead and tried it. Because at the end of the day, if I never would have tried it, I would have already been a failure from the start. But uh, Facebook... Uh, dropshipping business I started a few months ago. I'm already getting some sales on it. I'm not, I don't have a hundred sales yet, but I'm slowly getting these sales on. And I already got my ratings public. I'm five stars on there right now. I sell uh, home improvements, uh, mainly like accessories that you can have at the house, coffee tables, uh, TV stands, couches, futons, 
uh, a few a few stuff in that aspect, even a few things for the kitchen, like accessories in the kitchen. Yeah, it's just I'm trying to build some extra income. Uh, I have uh, two properties in Maryland. I'm renting one of the one of my properties in Maryland to help me live out here in Florida. It's too expensive out here. Also, yeah, uh, I actually do have a nine to five business. I'm a wholesale parts specialist for Subaru. Um, I actually need to have a nine to five business right now for two years to actually be able to be qualified to purchase a property here in Maryland. I'm sorry, a property here in South, Florida. Yeah. Um, some of my realtors said, and uh, but it's almost. I think I got until July, till I'm officially two years. Okay. And so yeah, that's basically how it's going. I'm trying to get all these incomes in and try to get as I much money as I can. That way. I actually do a lot of investments uh, into the stock market and cryptocurrency. So you're involved with everything, bro. Dante, exactly. man, you said it the best, man. You said it through the be- the best through the that whole, you know, what you had just presented to us is is try. That's it, man. It's try. It's it's unfortunate that people make it to a certain point and they, and they come up with an idea, but they never push it past just the idea. You won't know until you try. So so for that alone, man, the attempts are what make you. And then build you to become successful with whatever does hit. So, so yeah, man, yo, shouts to you for just you're trying, bro. That's it. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing to put out there and let everybody know that it's just try whatever it is that calls you. Exactly. There it is. Bruise Beats and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guest, Dante from Let's Turn Up, for taking the time sitting down and talking it up with me. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet another week. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Let them know. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, Overcast, Google Podcasts. The list goes on where you can find this. And uh, while you're there, throw a follow, a share, comment, like, subscribe. Bruise Beats, the letter N, Eats on ig and the gmail is the same way let's turn up on ig one word just straight through no spaces word and i appreciate you for having me on the podcast man yo it's my pleasure bro it's great (laughs) to meet people and then have people to sit down and discuss these things with and then people to drink beers with me so this is excellent bro dante i appreciate you once again man bruise beast and easter podcast peace